Hello, everybody. This is Legal Man. Welcome to the show. It's going to be a good episode. I am going to talk about the media and how it's totally controlled, how it spews nothing but lies all the time, and what we could do about it, how to actually watch the media, how to understand what they're actually presenting, just some miscellaneous items like that, because I think it's helpful in light of this insanity that's going on around the corona and this absurd election. Now, for people who don't know me, I am a lawyer. I've practiced for more than 30 years, and I am America's most trusted lawyer, depending on the polls you look at. Sometimes it's Michelle Obama. Sometimes it's Michael Cohen. Sometimes it's Ken Starr. Sometimes it's me. (laughs) All right, enough fooling around. Let's get the show started. The media is just another element of the scam that's being pulled on people at all times so that a very small number of very wealthy people can run all the stuff and can get more and more control over the huge number of people who run around like fools actually supporting their own prison and arming and manning all the systems that are needed in order to keep themselves in a prison because they don't see they're in a prison. And for two decades, I've really been very closely studying this with the aid of the internet. And so I've sorted out just lie after lie after lie. And I know people don't believe this, but the fact is, I have never investigated an official narrative that gets pushed that's true. (laughs) Never, not one time. And people think, well, that's just because you're a cynic. No, I wish I could find some stuff that was true. That'd be great. But it's not out there because The system is such a fundamental lie, as I've showed over and over and over in my show, that they can't ever tell the truth about anything. Because as soon as you'd start unwinding that, you would see, oh, it's connected to this. Oh, and that's connected to that. And the shin bone's connected to the ankle bone's connected to the foot bone's. It's it's all interconnected. And so it's just all lies at the media and education, the governmental systems, everything you're taught. It's just a series of lies. And... It's very difficult for people to sort that out. The media as it exists today, people think it's become corrupted. Oh, it got ruined in Obama. Or older people think it got ruined during Clinton. Or people older than that, it got ruined during Carter. Or older than that, it got... <laughs> just Whatever it is, they think it got ruined during their lifetime. It didn't. It's been, a, it's been a corrupt sham forever. There's a book called The Brass Check. It was written uh, more than 100 years ago, I believe. I think it was Upton Sinclair wrote it. And it was a book about how corrupt the press was. And he actually started the book by swearing that all the information in the book was true and within his knowledge, (laughs) which I thought was fascinating because he was actually a truth teller. And he wrote some other interesting books besides uh, whatever that one about the jungle, the the meatpacking industry. There's only a couple people know, but he wrote some other very interesting books and essays. Anyway, it's a side note. It doesn't really particularly matter. The point is that the media has always been corrupt. It's always been an arm of the state. And the big change occurred when they started talking about journalism schools and trying to make journalism, quote, independent and objective. Okay, well, that's a huge cover. That was all financed by the same rich people who it was designed to benefit. See, people think today that journalism is this independent, objective thing. That's how it promotes itself. It's a complete lie, just like the way the legal system promotes itself as a way to create justice. It's just all total lies. 
They're all control systems designed by the same rich people who control all of the wealth. And anybody can look the numbers up. It's just getting worse and worse. I saw one the other day, 59 people in the United States control more than the rest of the people. It was some crazy number, and I'm not sure exactly what it was. You don't hold me to it, but you can look it up. And this is the thing people just can't grasp. They think because they see someone in their neighborhood who's got a really nice lifestyle, who has a few million dollars, that, see, anybody can do it. Well, we're talking about people who are multi-billionaires. They've got so much money, it's unimaginable. And these are the people they present to the public. This doesn't even include all the people who hold incredible amounts of wealth that are out completely outside of the public eye. And everybody forgets J.P. Morgan's famous saying, own nothing, control everything. So there's so many different ways that this system works. But the media is basically supported by this completely fake economy that's driven by the Fed pump. And the Fed pump just creates horseshit corporations and businesses through these fake investments in these 401s that they have to invest, and then the investment funds buy the stuff, and it goes public, and it's complete garbage, and it trades it 100 times, you know, multiple years out earnings, and they take that stock, and they buy other companies up, and they give them advantages behind the scenes, and this is how the wealth continues to get more and more concentrated over time. And that's why these media companies are so bad, because the quality of the product they put out doesn't matter. They keep getting advertisers. It doesn't matter how few people watch. It doesn't matter how few people read. It doesn't matter how terrible and misleading the information is. They keep getting the money through this system that's just a cycle of fakery that the people can't see, don't understand, and imagine is real because they're told over and over about the free market and uh, the greatest system ever and the freedom. But that's why something like CNN is on at airports all over the world. It's complete shit. MSNBC, that product completely sucks. It has almost no viewers, yet it pays their people millions and millions of dollars. All sorts of advertisers advertise on over and over and over again. How? Why? Why did Jeff Bezos buy the Washington Post? Why? Because the media is how you keep the people completely and totally bamboozled at all times. And the conservatives are no different. The conservatives who are out in media making millions of dollars, they're just as bought and paid for as the liberals. So you have to have this, this sort of push and pull to give it an illusion of realism. And people just can't accept that because the arguments that have gone on their entire lives, all they've ever heard is this sort of left-right, conservative, liberal kind of argument. And so that's what they assume the world consists of. And they just pick a guy within that kind of narrative, and they just watch him and, and or read them or listen to him, and they just believe it. But it's not true. And the vast majority of stuff they're arguing about isn't even real. It's just made up. These narratives, they make the facts up. The, the reporter simply reports something that somebody told them, and that person doesn't even have personal knowledge. It's just a, quote, statement from the State Department, the Department of Defense's reporting, announcing. This isn't evidence of anything. In a trial, you have to swear somebody in has personal knowledge. You can't just say, well, I heard that Jim said somebody told him that something happened. Okay, that doesn't come in, but that's all the news actually is. And then they take a a system like that, and then they argue about why it happened and whether we need to do something about it and what we should do about it, as opposed to ever getting down to, did anything even happen? (laughs) I mean, the Gulf of Tonkin event was a totally concocted event that they fought an entire war over. And so people argued about whether we should be in the war or not in the war, but 
the issue, underlying issue, was just a complete fraud perpetrated by the government that there's never any way to check out because everything's national security and anonymous sources reporting and a State Department issued and then they show you some picture or something. You have no idea if it's a fake or not. It's impossible to know. It's just totally impossible to know. But the important thing to remember is that the fact that the media always lies to you, and it just always lies to you, whether or not they know they're lying or they don't lie, a lot of the people in the media are just stupid. They're not very bright people. They're just somewhat attractive women, not even great looking, but somewhat attractive women who can read and have good articulation, and, and they put them up there. And then you get promoted by pushing these narratives. And so whether or not you know it or don't know it, you're subconscious or unsubconscious, it doesn't matter. You push a certain kind of narrative and that's how you make a career so-called in that industry it's no different than being a lawyer you you become a quote good lawyer by pushing this utter horseshit about the supreme court being the law of the land and being able to cite this and being able to fuck people over with little tiny pharyngified rules and administration things and how you do it it's just as much of a scam most of these industries are scams the media is not significantly different except that it's something that people are exposed to every day all the time and they don't understand it because they've been so fooled by this idea that media and journalists are about objectivity. They're never about objectivity. When it's coming from a person, uh, just the very fact that they're choosing a story to put out there, that alone is a massive piece of editorial discretion. There's stuff happening all over the world all the time. Why are the newspapers, magazines, radio waves, and TV waves always full of the exact same stories when there's so many other stories that could be reported that are big deals going on? Why? Because it's just a gigantic Wurlitzer. It's a huge brainwashing machine. But you can use that to your advantage once you understand it because you can look at it and you can see that whatever you're, they're pushing, every side of whatever they're pushing is a lie. And that the real issue is what even happened that they're arguing about. Did anything even happen? But the important piece of information you have is that they want people to believe that this is happening and then to argue about it and distract them with it. That's what they want people to be arguing about. It's not like that's not a good piece of information. That's a huge piece of information. That means you can completely eliminate whatever it is they're talking about as a possibility for what happened. That's not nothing. And you can understand that why would they want to lie about that and have that out in the public? Again, a very helpful piece of information. Are they pushing a terror theme so that people will be scared? This, this ridiculous pandemic that's run on and on is another great example of how you can use that system to understand, well, they want people to believe there's a pandemic. So why would that help them to have that out there? Well, all the reasons they don't talk about in the news, you know, the digital currency, the medical ID that's going to be used to track you, trace and track what's the real purpose of it it's all about controlling the population but that's no that's never any part of the narrative so you have to learn that like the dog who didn't bark in Sherlock Holmes most of the time the important thing is not what they're arguing about it's what questions aren't being asked <laughs> that's the key and very few people have the ability to look at a situation and see what's missing that should be there that's just a something, it's a skill I have. It's just an innate ability I have to see what should be there. If what they're saying is true, it should be there, but it's not. Because everybody's always caught up in arguing about what is there and whether or not it's true or shouldn't be true and blah, 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 as opposed to arguing about the entire thing that's not there. <laughs> and like Liam Neeson said, I have a particular set of skills. I've honed them over many years. And the reality is, if someone's spewing bullshit or there's bu bullshit out there, 
I will find it and I will quash it. <laughs> uh, and that takes me to another topic. I, I've been making this podcast now for months and I've made dozens of them. And I think the product I've put out has been extremely good. And I think it's very helpful to people because a lot of the information I have, people just don't have. And so I've kind of come to a crossroads and what am I going to do? And I've decided I'm going to start monetizing it to the extent that I can. And if I can't monetize it, well, at some point, I'll probably just stop making it. Um, Not because it's spiteful, just because eventually I'll just lose interest in it like I did in my blog and stop writing on it. Just like here, if I'm not incentivized, then I'm not incentivized. And this is the same for all media. See, all media is controlled. So the people you see out there, the people you see out there making millions of dollars and being rewarded, if you think they're on your side, they're not. Because the system wants them out there, whether or not it's to have controlled opposition, whether or not it's to present some other side, it's unknown. But someone like me, I can independently look at it and give you an actual assessment. And there's lots of people who could do it in all sorts of industries, but they have to be incentivized to do it. And what's the incentive? Take a lot of grief, (laughs) take a lot of grief, spend a bunch of time. This is not an ego trip for me. Maybe for some people it is, I don't know. But for me, it's not. And so I opened this Patreon account, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, I think. It's a very interesting platform. It's going to allow me to do a bunch of additional stuff with people who like my show. And it's not like I'm going to stop making my show available to the public entirely, not even close. But I am going to start making additional material, and some of the bonus material I think I'm probably going to not make available to the public. And so the idea is to build a community where I can provide additional stuff. Like inside of this Patreon account, when you sign up, I'll be able to send additional information. See, I operate a Twitter account, which a lot of people know me from. But I have my Twitter account. I have, I have a very special way I like to run my Twitter account. I like to keep my Twitter feed uh, in a certain sort of clean feed look because Twitter is a complicated media. It's, it's very good for some things. It's not very good for others. Like Twitter doesn't work very well to explain things to people. It's, it's very difficult to explain things to people. You can point things out to people, but you, know, you just can't do these long string replies. And all. It, it's designed intentionally. All social media is. It's designed to make it so that when you look at the media, it just generates a lot of sort of anger and activity, but it doesn't actually provide you with a lot of information. It just makes people attack each other. And there's all sorts of videos on that. And I might be able to post some of those. I've posted them before, but my point is I'm getting dragged off. The point is that on the Patreon account, if you become a member, and I set the membership very low. I set the membership at the price of a combo meal at Whataburger. So it's a very cheap lunch. It's not like it's a lot of money each month. I'm not going to charge you by each issue or anything else. I, I'm just going to have it out there. But I've had multiple people ask me about having a forum to discuss the, the different podcasts I make. Well, this has one because you can comment about the actual show and the comments are there and I can comment to your comment as opposed to Twitter where you have to go down and go through my feed and find it or the podcast players that don't really have places for you to comment and I'm not going to try to set up a huge website and operate that thing because I suck because I'm an okay boomer and I don't know what the hell I'm doing and so this is a compromise so it has the ability to do that which the people who like my show many of them are open-minded like-minded people to me And lots of them know an awful lot. I have very sophisticated listeners. I also have listeners who are just learning. 
what the hell's going on. And a forum like that, I think, would be helpful. One, I could comment and answer questions about whatever was in there because there's so much more to say on a topic. I could also provide some additional information or links. But the other thing that is another nice feature of it is that it allows me to send information. I come across a lot of interesting information, and I've seen huge amounts of it in the many years I've been researching. But I don't post it on Twitter. I'm not just going to post all sorts of crap on Twitter. One, I don't have time to do all that posting on Twitter and then answer questions about the same question over and over. And I don't like to post something not really just ever respond to people. So I like to post and be able to interact. Well, this has a feature where I can simply send all my members uh, an email and I can attach a, some interesting stuff and they would have it. So it's sort of like an informal newsletter that would allow people to get a lot of the information I see that's also often sent to me that I don't post on Twitter that I'd be able to send out. Again, another very interesting feature because searching for information in the media, they've just flooded it with nonlinear disinformation, which just means they, they finance every side of every issue, even bullshit issues and bullshit sides, so that people can never sort out the truth. They just never can sort it out. Well, I've sorted out a lot of the stuff and I can provide information to people that I see and it will be a nice way to be able to send it out to people in a convenient fashion where they can look at it and they don't have to scroll through the rest of my Twitter feed because I might miss it. It just doesn't work that well for it. Another great feature of it will be that I will be able to do some live sort of YouTube-ish type of interaction with people where people will be able to send me questions and I can respond to them. And I plan to do those depending on how many people sign up. Uh, I'm going to be doing those. And I can expand those out because those are not that difficult for me to do. If I'm on there for an hour or an hour and a half, people can ask me questions and it doesn't take me additional time. I can, I can do it right away. And then I can clean it up maybe if I need to, and I can post it and people can watch it later. And this could all just simply be available to members. So it's another thing I think that will work quite well. So I think there's a lot of features in there that people should like. And I'm, I've launched it. And, and if you're seeing this, then you're probably seeing it on your podcast player. But you, if you saw it off my Twitter link, I've sent it from my Patreon account. Just go hit become a patron and go read it and see what I've got and check the site out and you'll see that it's worth joining in my opinion because I have to make this worthwhile for myself. I enjoy helping people, but I, I also have a life to make and I've only added two tiers to my Patreon account. And the other one actually is a very interesting thing I've decided to add that I think would be very helpful. It's an ability for people to actually have a consultation with me for an hour. So if you join for that month and you bump up and you go to my top tier, for 250 bucks you can have a consult with me. Well, hell, my hourly rate's a lot higher than that. But the reality is I enjoy talking to people, and people need a way to ask somebody that they can trust questions. It's very difficult to find a lawyer you trust. It's not that nobody has one. It's just that most people don't know lawyers, and they don't know one they can trust. And most lawyers don't have as broad an experience as I do. And so I can tell you, look, this isn't, you know, you need to talk to this kind of lawyer. Here's what you need to do. And the reality is you need to talk to somebody before you get in a huge problem. That's way more cost effective. People don't want to spend money up front. Most of the time when I see people, I'm having to unwind some huge shit show they've created that they could have eliminated if they simply called me earlier. But they don't. <laughs> they don't. They try to fix it. They, they don't understand the way the systems work. I do. 
I've seen them all. And the real beauty of it is that I'll never have a conflict of interest like a lawyer ultimately does. Look, there's plenty of honest lawyers that don't let that color their view, but there's plenty of lawyers that do let it color their view. They want the case. They see this is a case they could turn into a lot of money, and they either believe that they can get results that really aren't realistic, or they know damn well they aren't going to get results, but they tell you they will, and they just drain your ass of money. So I will never take your case. I will never take your case. And it doesn't matter if you're in my state or not, because most of the information I provide is not legal advice anyway. I'm giving advice and legal information. And in typical legal fashion, there's all these distinctions about that. But if you need legal advice, strict, very careful legal advice, that's something you need to be told by me that, look, this is not something that's appropriate for this kind of setting. Let me tell you the kinds of lawyers you need, what to look for, things like that. So it'll allow people to have that option where they don't have to do it all the time. They don't have to go out and cultivate it. You've heard me for hours and hours speak. So you know that I both can know how to sort an issue and I understand what the hell's going on and I'm going to give it to you straight because I don't have a conflict. So I think the project has a lot of good possibilities, and I think it's something people can do because people ask me all the time, well, what can we do? What can we do? I tell them about problems. Well, one of the things you can do is you can incentivize people to actually produce shows like The Quash and other shows that people could produce in other areas that would help people. And that, that's one of the things you can do. Or you can just sit back, complain, and continue to listen to shit that's free where they run more bullshit media ads on top of the bullshit product they're providing you. So at some point, people have to step up and start doing their part. I stepped up, and I've made hours and hours and hours of programming to show my good faith. I showed my good faith. I've made it and made it and made it. It doesn't mean I'm going to stop making it. I'm just saying I presented good faith prior to the time I attempted to monetize this show. And that's a hell of a lot more than the media does. The media shows you bad faith and continues to make millions of dollars. (laughs) So... I think that's probably about all I'm going to say on it right now. And I'll have more to say on it in bits and pieces as I move forward. But I hope people understand a little bit about the way the media works now and why they should join my Patreon account. Basically right at 10 bucks a month. And it, there's no obligation. If people join it, they like it, they can stay. If they don't, they can dump out. <laughs> it's no big deal. I'll live by whatever the people decide. That's fine. So... You can still hear it on your podcast player. Like I said, some of the material is just not going to be available. That's all. And I'm going to make a bunch of additional short material that is different kinds of topics, more conspiracy kind of topics and short news kind of topics that I can just send and post and people will have where I don't have to make it into an entire show, an entire show where I'm trying to keep the quash itself and the public version at least somewhat homogeneous and consistent in the beginning to build a brand so people can understand what they can expect if they listen to my show. So I have a lot more flexibility in my Patreon account. So it's another reason you should join. Okay, I think that's all I'm going to say today. Uh, I'm not going to bother going into the rest of uh, where everybody can get on their podcast player because I think I've done enough self-promotion for one day. (laughs) Uh, Okay, that's my show. Everybody have a nice night or day wherever you are. Take care. (coughs) 